Hello, I'm Wendy McGean. Welcome to the Round Trip Podcast. At 55 years old, I jumped on an early retirement package, hopped on my Can-Am Spider, and drove across Canada alone. I was jobless and homeless. The great news is that along the way, I found my way back to myself and realized that I had everything that I needed already inside me, which led to the name Round Trip. Join me on my journey as I finally show up as me. It's possible to step outside your comfort zone and learn how to experience independence and joy. And you can do all of this without running away. Have you ever wished that you were a fly on the wall for some conversation or event? Something that you wanted to observe, oftentimes because you knew that you really shouldn't be in that conversation, but you're curious. The fly on the wall does not engage, but observes like watching a movie with no role to play in the scene. It's called third position in neurolinguistic programming. First position is when we're associated and we see things from our own point of view. In second position, we dissociate from ourselves and see things from the other person's point of view. The fly on the wall is when we detach and observe, when we're an independent observer and can watch the interaction. We see things from an outside point of view. I realize that I sometimes live my life that way, It was pointed out to me in a recent conversation with one of my mentors, Louise Lebrun of Well Systems, that I have a capacity for detachment. When in that mode, I tend to ignore what is meaningful for me and calibrate for the needs of those around me. Doesn't make it bad. Sometimes it's highly appropriate, especially if I'm trying to figure out why I've been doing something or acting in a certain way with someone. It's a great learning tool to observe. However, it's not a great place to live. So I get curious about why I spend time in that space. I've actually turned down invitations and avoided engaging with friends sometimes because I'm not sure who will be there, how many people, what will get discussed. When I do, I've often observed more than participate so that I don't say or do something that will cause myself or another discomfort. I have a habit of avoidance in my own life. It's a state of disengagement. And when it happens, I'm typically not showing up and telling my truth, usually through sins of omission. I also take responsibility for the states of others and how they will react or feel, which is not my role in anybody's life except my own. When I act that way, I rob others of the opportunity to be themselves. None of us has a right to presuppose how someone will feel and then make decisions based on the arrogance of assuming that we are correct. In predicting how the message will be perceived and adjusting accordingly, I remove the authenticity from the interaction for both myself and the other people in the conversation. I can only be me authentically, and when I don't do that, what's the point? As an observer, I am not living my life to the fullest, and that's the ultimate goal for me. At least that's what I tell myself. Hesitating or avoiding situations to be just me means that I cease to grow and engage in the rich and sometimes messy reality of life. A bystander. It's not what I want to be. I can think of occasions in my life where I've lived in complete alignment with who I am, and acted accordingly. For me, they were exciting and wondrous times filled with unlimited possibility. Seven weeks on my spider leaps into my head. It was just me living my life and firing on all cylinders. It was what I needed in every cell of my body, a spontaneous adventure making decisions in the moment for weeks on end that allowed me to rediscover myself. Had I lived that in third person, the trip never would have happened. I had people advising me not to go. It was too dangerous as a woman traveling alone. What happens if you have mechanical problems? Where are you staying? On and on. Had I let the perspectives of others influence my decisions, 
I would have never had one of the most enriching experiences of my life. That adventure was important in many ways for me, and perhaps the most significant was to force a reset. I'd spent years immersed in family and work without personal boundaries. Everything that I did became about serving and pleasing others. There's nothing wrong with that. A life of service is admirable and incredibly rewarding. The problem for me was that I completely lost sight of what I needed to nurture my own personal evolution as a separate and distinct person. I cannot be truly available for anyone else when I'm not happy with myself. And my loved ones were not getting all of me. It has caused confusion for other people as I chose to take responsibility for myself and consequently give them back responsibility for their own state. I chose to let go of the reflex to insulate anyone from anything. It triggered hurt and pain and some avoidance for others, and I felt the torturous pangs of guilt. Some relationships may never be fully repaired as I am not playing by the rules of some social construct anymore. In some ways, that's what occasionally leads me back to living like a fly on the wall. In moving forward, I sometimes go back into my default, believing that I'm in protector mode. It shuts down the display of who I really am and saves others the discomfort of not knowing how to interact with me. I keep hearing, you've changed. Well, I have, and I continue to do so. That's a sign of growth and evolution, and I never want to stop changing as I embrace life. Trying to keep everything the same is impossible, and for me, is a stagnating choice. New experiences for their own sake and the lessons learned are priceless and bring tremendous joy. My place is now to purposely engage, to invite people to get to know me as I am instead of pretending to be someone that I am not. It's not always easy as conditioning runs deep and the default habits kick in. If I let it continue, however, it inevitably breeds a deep unhappiness in me. I still visit occasionally, but I never want to live there again. A dispassionate observer in my own life. No thanks. Life is messy and sometimes hard, and the growth and rewards are in working through it, not avoiding it. Louisa said that we can pretty much solve all of our problems by simply showing up and telling the truth. Sounds simple, doesn't it? What will you show up for today? Thank you for listening. My name is Wendy, and remember to laugh. L-A-F. L is for love, A is for act, and F is be fearless. If you get a chance and have the means, please pick up a copy of my book, Round Trip, How I Found Myself on Three Wheels. It's available on Amazon, or you can reach out to me for a signed copy if you prefer. Send an email to roundtrip at wendymcgean.ca. Have a great week.